स्पाइस रेडियो और रेडियो रंगचम सुन रहे हैं आप गपशप का प्रोग्राम है हमारी घड़ियों में बाद दोपहर के दो बजकर आठ मिनट हुआ चाहते हैं अब से लेके तीन बजे तक आपका हमारा साथ रहेगा हमारे आज के इस कार्यक्रम में जिसका नाम बड़े प्यार से हमने गपशप रखा है क्योंकि इसमें वो सभी बातें जो आज आपकी नजरों में अटकेंगी खटकेंगी और दिल में समाएंगी उन सबको लेकर हम हाजिर है ये बताते हुए की बाहर का मौसम खुशनुमा है थोड़ा हेजी है लेकिन ट्वेंटी डिग्री टेम्परेचर हमारे स्टूडियो के बाहर है और कहते हैं कि आज का दिन थोड़ा ठंडा रहेगा डिग्रीज ठंडा होगा बट एटलीस्ट वी डोंट हैव हीट स्टोम आज थर्सडे का दिन है आप तो जानते ही हैं हमने कल आपको बताया था कि आज हम स्ट्रेस और मेंटल हेल्थ के बारे में बात करेंगे एंड वी हैव द वन एंड ओनली ओम अरोरा इन आर स्टूडियोज ओम यू मोस्ट वेलकम इन आर प्रोग्राम हाउ यू डूइंग आई एम डूइंग वेल थैंक यू हाउ आर यू गाइज डूइंग वी डूंग फाइन बिकॉज यू नो our dear uh, maya also wanted to participate in the program and talk about it we wanted to have somebody else in the program <laughs> and that person has ditched us yeah she's much too stressed all the time can't oh. even join us at oh. this show well not to worry <laughs> we can continue with that so um, maya um you didn't bring your laptop no not laptop your yeah my ipad i felt any stressed out about that doubles as an as a laptop yeah i'm a little stressed you know like my whole life is in there my whole work life is there what do i do now now i have to use my phone and i can barely see it it's like that level of stress that we now as humans get when we sit down on the toilet and we realize yeah. our phone is not in our pocket and then like, what do you have to look at the shampoo like, bottle exactly. and read the ingredients reading the, like <laughs> <laughs> what are the hazards of your soap and you're like oh wow i never even knew this yeah i know <laughs> i see sitting on the potty eh huh? is that what you guys do what sitting is, on what, the potty do, do you go on your toilet without your phone yes you're old school so that makes sense we've no. been indoctrinated i take my book <laughs> no as it sh- as that's the right way to do well, it well you know what though like I was talking to some stranger on the bus, right? One of the best strangers stranger I've ever met. On the bus. One of the best strangers I've ever met. Life-changing experience. Mm. And I just brought up the fact, you know, like, yeah, people don't have conversations anymore because they have phones. There's a distraction. And he's like, "No. He's like, we've always had a distraction, whether that was a newspaper, whether that was a book or fine, maybe your phone, maybe it's music. It doesn't matter because humans will always have a distraction. And that isn't what keeps us from talking to each other. It's stigma." Yeah. it is having these um opinions and ideas and judging people before you even meet them you know yeah. and i'm not going to lie when before i started talking to the stranger i'm like why is he sitting next to me there's a spot right there mm-hmm. like why is he here and i did judge him a little bit yeah but he like was just so eye opening we talked about so many different things and i was just like in shock because he in my at that time of my life i was at bcit i was going through something and he somehow knew to talk to me about it you know and if i and i was regretting that i didn't bring my headphones i you know oh my god i wanted to listen to music i didn't want to talk to anyone but because i didn't have that distraction i was able to have this conversation with this man who really opened my eyes yeah. about these things so you instead know? of stressing about something you were able to communicate yes yeah. and enjoy the moment mm. and enjoy the connection with someone else hmm. it was it was beautiful that that is very beautiful i mean it reminds me uh, i feel like all these distractions are are realistically just tools right we use them we, those like you said they exist within us those stigmas those judgments it reminds me of a book that uh, if you've never checked it out you should it's called blink by malcolm gladwell mm. pretty much just uh, talks about how within seconds uh, before you even open your mouth the decisions of what you're going to say have already been made usually from your years and years and years of experience automatically you see someone you see something you're going through something and your brain's already made up its mind 
um, and you think that you have, you know, maybe had this new thought, but realistically you're just made up of all your previous judgments, your previous thoughts, and it's already just predetermined how you feel about something in a moment. And you know what? That goes for so many things as well. Like when you have a disagreement with someone, like say I'm having a disagreement with my parents, their their idea and what they're saying is based on everything they've been through in their life and everything that they've been taught and the way that they've been wired. And sometimes when you're in an argument, you have to take a step back and be like, I'm in a totally different space because I've learned and I am a totally different human being. I just need to kind of understand where they're coming from, what they've been through. You know, why are they thinking that way? Why are they so hard to deal with? No, it's because they are different. They are not the same as you. They have gone through years and years and years of more, you know, different things, right? Yeah, well, being an empiricist, I believe that knowledge comes from experience. 100%. And everyone's experiences are so different that it's, um, we have a whole different range of understandings of things. It is interesting to listen to both of you talk like that um, because, you know, you just now, Maya said, you know, talking to your parents, you had to go back, take a step back to see why are they talking to you like that or why aren't they understanding something. Yes. So the mere fact that you are able to do that shows that you are a thinking being. There are some people who just don't want to think about it. They just want to be in that moment and carry on with their little fight that they want to continue without understanding the other person's point of view or their where they're coming from. But does that come with how they were raised, what they went through, everything that, you know, led yeah. them up to this point? I think it's a mix. I think it's also, um, like I said, those tools that we have are meant to distract you in certain ways where you're not self-reflecting about these things. Uh, there's a really, really big lack of self-awareness because people don't spend time with themselves. No, no. They don't. We have so a, how many how many times in a day would you just sit quietly without your phone, without your headsets, without TV, mm -hmm. without anything, and just sit there contemplating what's going on around you? Never. Yeah, it was very rarely do you do yeah. that. It was very common for me, and then when you know technology was introduced in my life, and I became very very hooked on using. Uh, you know, having music at all times or, you know, uh, while I'm eating, watching a YouTube video um, or, you know, scrolling through some sort of social media app at pretty much all times just to, you know, the small, small moments you'd buffer in them uh, so that you're never away from any form of technology. It, it really takes away. Unfortunately, we have this um, negative connotation that comes with sol sol uh, solitude because people mm. think of solitary confinement. They think, mm. you know, this is a scary place. You're not. And I think that's what happens. You lack that solitude, you you don't know yourself. Once you no. don't know yourself, you don't understand yourself, you're, you're realistically not going to be able to understand others. And, you know, right before we actually went on air, you were talking about journaling and how good that is for you, you know? And I think if you journal, you get to have that moment where you reflect and you really just think and mm. you have that time without distractions because that's all you have. You're just thinking and thinking and writing and writing. You know, it's not like you're drawing, but you're really just taking what you feel and putting it on paper and, like, visualizing it. Yeah. So I think, you know, the only way that you can really do it is if you, and if you can't just sit there and reflect, then start journaling. Yeah. Start doing it. There are different ways, um, and, and, and we've been talking about this a lot, different ways of de-stressing yourself or just removing yourself from the day-to-day -day life and sort of reflect upon how you have um, started your day and ended your day and how have you done it. Yeah. That sort of in its own self is so refreshing to sort of go through all that. But the thing that uh, Om, you and I were talking, and Maya, I want your thoughts on that as well, right after this short commercial break. 
is because of the social media, because of all the angst that is out there for younger people and people who are getting onto social media now in their mid years and then their midlife ages and then their old age, what sort of stress level is it bringing upon them and ourselves? So I, if that, if you're okay with both of you okay kosher with that let's just have that as a topic today yeah sounds good yeah definitely and 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 does that does that stress eventually become um mental health issue um we'll take a short commercial break we've got two brilliant people in the studio uh and we'll pick their brain right after this short commercial break spice radio radio room jim sundram kapshapka program hai और आज हमारे साथ ओम अरोड़ा हैं वी आर टॉकिंग अबाउट स्ट्रेस माया इज जॉइनिंग अस टू सो आई वॉन्टेड टू गेट द डेफिनेशन ऑफ स्ट्रेस सो स्ट्रेस इज इन इट्स सिंपलेस्ट फॉर्म इट्स अ रिएक्शन इट्स अ फिजियोलॉजिकल साइकोलॉजिकल रिस्पॉन्स टू अपथोरा ऑफ थिंग्स इन आवर एनवायरमेंट इट्स नेचुरल यू नो इट्स अ रिएक्शन टू सिचुएशन इन इवेंट्स दैट अफेक्ट वन फिजिकली मेंटली इमोशनली Think about yourself. What happens to you when you're stressed? I know for me, uh, I have different different levels of stress. Sometimes mm. little things for me is you know vigorously tapping my leg, or maybe mm. I'll slowly slowly inch away my patience. Uh, or in very very stressful situations, my body temperature actually shoots up, and mm. I get breakout in hives. Mm. Um, so that's you know another way, a more extreme response that I have to stress. So there's definitely lots of different ways that stress can affect someone, what it can do. But what it's doing is it's pumping. uh different hormones uh you know either adrenaline or cortisol into your into your body these things can affect you with like elevated um heart rate um you know it can change your anxiety levels uh this is really how it affects you but how about you guys how does how do you feel like you guys get stressed out or what happens well when i'm stressed i think i disassociate a lot like it's either i am like i uh, over hyper focused on it and i'm trying to like get everything done at once and i don't like to admit that i'm stressed out i don't like to admit that i'm taking on so much work but then i'm going to have to like just be brain dead for a little while i need to just take a break and i know shashmini you're quite a bit like that too like you will just go 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 keep going keep going keep going until you're like holy like i need to take a break now but you're not going to admit it you're not going to admit that you need to take a break um but for me yeah i feel like there's just so many different types of stress that i do go through um well i have adhd so that's why i tend to hyper focus a lot on certain things and then i can't stop thinking about it and then i can't you know get over it or i'm like totally don't care and it goes right over my head right so it's like i don't know i i'm i'm all over the place i don't really know so both of you are very young you're in your 20s and i am like 40 years 50 years older to you so i have a different way of uh de-stressing myself yes i would i would take out and you're right sometimes i'm go 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 and i know how long i can go for and then when i stop i just take a very deep breath and i go within myself nice and for for about 5 to 7 minutes quietly sitting collecting all the thoughts that i have in my mind you know your mind does not stop thinking and it is racing all the time and then you learn to control definitely you know you learn to control yeah. and you've done that yeah you learn to control and bring it down and to your one thought and that is you yeah how do you want to get through with this yeah. and i usually do this only when i am very stressed out and the only thing that stresses me out is is how can i make sometimes it's how can i have 
how can I have two ends meet, you know? Either it's in work, or it's in people, or it's in relationships. So those are the few things that, that stress me out. Nothing else bothers me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's it's important. Like you just said, you were you know your level. A lot yes. of people don't. You know, they don't know their limit. And unfortunately, they'll they'll add one straw too heavy onto their back. There you go. And, and that's what's really something that, um, you know, I think it's important to push yourself to limits that you can really be uh, reaching your max potential of whatever that is. But at the same time, you don't want to do it in a manner which is so unhealthy that you're not taking care of yourself. The other thing probably, Om, uh, is that if you're not taking, if you're not understanding how far you can go, I think what you're doing is you are isolating yourself. You're isolating yourself from the world around you and you're just getting deep into that issue and that problem and that stress. Yeah. And eventually that stress is going to either burst Mm -hmm. or consume you. Exactly. Yeah, no, well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think a lot of stress and stress management is all about balance. Mm. Um, You really need balance. There, you know, anything of too much is usually not good for you. Of course not. Um, So balance is very, very important. And I think that um, a lot of people may not be aware that they're even stressed or understand what they're going to. And actually, that makes me, uh, I wanted to bring up the point that while I was just doing some studying and research for this, um, I was reading some, uh, a study about how the most common way that stress is actually um, noted within the South Asian community is through the word tension. So I know maybe some listeners may be like, you know, I don't know what stress is to me or, or what stress might mean to other people around me, but, uh, you know, they might uh, be used to the word tension being heard around them. Mm. Uh, and that's something that is more common within our culture. So tension. Yes, the word so, tension. So if you are tense. Tense, yeah. Then this program is for you. I think it will, it will join us and tell us if you are uh, stressed out or tense about something. And, and how do you relieve your tension? And that's very important. Uh, we'll give our telephone number out at 2.30 so that you can call us. And if you remember our, our number, uh, you can dial it right now. Uh, we'll open up the telephone lines. So here is a question. I think a million dollar question which can be answered by both of you. Does we'll split the price. <laughs> <laughs> does stress or tension lead you to mental disorder or mental illness most definitely because at the end of the day mental health problems are induced from different things in your environment and stress is one of those things that induces you to have um, maybe a weaker mental state in a position and you know with continuously feeling that way you could put yourself in a place where you have some sort of mental illness Um, prolonged suppression of stress as we were speaking about earlier it it leads to feelings maybe of helplessness or hopelessness um, and emotional exhaustion these things may cause you to develop mental illnesses that are more severe which is why i think stress management is so important if you do not learn to manage your stress it will lead you to a place where your body is going to start reacting to you um, to make you deal with it okay so stress stress amongst people younger to you stress amongst people your age let's just talk those two what sort of stresses people younger to you have Uh, i think deciding what to do with their life after high school having that huge decision of where am i going to go what school am i going to go to i don't want to disappoint anyone i don't want to be like the dumb one of the family i need to make sure that i am you know I, i am up there i'm educated or does that come from the pressure from parents 
Yeah, I think the pressure of family standards, what everyone else is doing. I think on social media, everyone um, projects this perfect life. You know, I think it's how that's how it has been for a long time. Uh, now, I think people are finally opening up and showing the true, you know, true the truth behind all of that. You know, people are opening up about being stressed. They're opening up about struggling. You know, and I feel like social media isn't such a, like a paint perfect painted picture anymore. It is so open now, and people are able to tell their stories. Yeah, I I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. And she related a story about mental illness. And, and she said that there's this family that she knows. Um, very nice family, a couple of kids, three, four kids. Um, parents, you know, very proud of their children um, and proud of what their children are doing or maybe making up the stories of what their children are doing, right? That's something that I think parents unknowingly do. Because when they're talking to other parents, other parents are talking about their kids doing da 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 da. So these parents have got to talk about their children doing the same thing, right? Yeah, of course. Or or to keep up with the Joneses type of a deal. Yeah, or even here's an example actually. When I was younger, let's yeah. say elementary school, okay? My grandma always say, oh, your cousin Armand is getting straight A's. Why don't you get straight A's? Your cousin Armand is doing this. Why don't you do this? And then Armand's grandma saying the exact same thing. Oh, your cousin Maya is doing this. Why don't you do this? And then literally a few years ago, we came up to each other. And I was like, oh, man, I was like a straight C-plus student all through elementary school. And he looks at me and he's like, what? I was a straight C-plus student. I thought you were an A student. And I'm like, no, I thought you were an A student. <laughs> right? So they're pitting us against each yeah. other. And yeah. we were competing. And we were so competitive. Yeah. And to turn out that we were the exact same. Well, it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, most of the, most of these times, these parents just want the best for their child. They want to make sure that they push them to the hardest, but they don't understand that the manner in which they're doing it is actually making things worse. Uh, stressing out a child is not going to help them reach their max potential. And this is this is exactly what her story was. I mean, the mother had built up such lies around her child's career and personality that one fine day she just came home to find him, you know, taken, he's taken his own life because he couldn't live up to live those up expectations. To their expectations. Well, yeah, this, like I said, this another one of the studies I was reading is just talking about a lot about how for South Asian families, um, it's generational and intergenerational stress that really, really actually affects a lot of South Asian people because, you know, especially when you're moving here, you're moving to another place, uh, you know, across the world, um, you know, these younger generations face challenges in balancing the traditional values, um, what their family might prioritize for them in a given moment, and what they may need to do for themselves, what's best for them in that given moment. And that generational stress is very, very um, common, not okay. just amongst uh, the younger ones in the family, but there's different types of generational stress and cultural stress to even um, the mother in the family or the father or, or, you know, different roles that are given towards these people. Okay, so let me just ask you, and that will open up a totally different topic for our listeners as well. Generational stress. Oh, you, what did you feel? And Maya, what did you feel? I would say that for me, my generational stress was relatively and somewhat similar to what you were just saying. There's this constant comparing um, mm. in order to 
make sure that you meet the demands of what is supposed to be a child that your family wants you to be seen as. Wow. And I think that's unfortunate is when sometimes your family is more concerned with how someone else may view you mm -hmm. than how you may even view yourself. And I think that puts you in a very difficult disconnect with yourself. That can cause a lot of stress. Okay. I think one of the biggest stressors I had as a kid was, you know what, it actually is just starting to come out now in my life, is that I was always put in charge. I wasn't the oldest, okay? My cousin Armand was the oldest. But Maya, you're in charge, okay? Armand, you're in charge. No, Maya, you're actually in charge. Maya, you make sure that the kids behave. Maya, make sure you do this. So I was like the mean cousin. I was the one like, hey, you guys can't go on your iPads. Hey, you guys can't do this, you know? And, and that I felt like I needed to take care of them. So now into our adult lives, I still feel like I need to take care of them, but they're grown. I feel like they can't make their own decisions. Every decision they make is wrong. And you know, this is nobody's fault. This is, again, I'm not blaming anyone for putting me in charge. It made me more responsible. But at the same time, I needed to talk about this with a therapist and we needed to break it down. Because why do I feel like I'm above my cousins? Why do I feel like I can control their decisions, you know? And that was like the biggest brain explosion moment for me because now I can sit back and be like, this isn't me. This isn't me talking. This is, the, this is my child, this is like, like me as a child coming out saying, you need to take care of them. They're not, they can't make their decisions. They don't know what they're doing. You need to help them. You need to be in control. You need to be their mother, you know, when I don't have the right. I'm just a cousin. Yeah. I'm like what, I'm like two years older than them, one year older than them. They're not babies. They are grown. But parents do that with older kids and uh, to, to, you know, sort of teach their children how to be responsible. But then again, now I am 22 and I am also telling my other 22-year-old cousin that um, he's making the wrong decisions when he <laughs> is grown and he can make his own. So yes, they taught me responsibility, but then now I feel responsible for them, not just in life, you know? We're talking to uh, Om and Maya uh, in today's program, and we've got our telephone lines are open now. If you want to jump in and pipe in, uh, the telephone number is 604-280-1200-604-299-8863 is our other telephone number. You can dial either one of those numbers and join in the conversation. Spice Radio or Radio program hai. Maya or Omaj Hamari program. Am I going to stick around? Yeah, I can stick around. I've got some more work to do, but if you would like me to stay, I can stay. I That's like up to that. you, big boss. <laughs> yes. <you> okay. <laughs> Sounds good. It's a, it's, a, it's a topic in which, you know, um, your opinion is as important as uh, our listeners' opinion because I'm asking all of you to, to call in and talk about it. There has to be a safe place for young people to go and unload. Because I have a feeling that younger people are carrying too much on their, on, in their, on their mind. And it is very difficult for them to sort of be themselves. When they are talking to their parents or their peers, they have to put on a persona of being somebody else. Am I correct in thinking that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think it's in general to everyone. We're having so much content constantly at all times. That, at us. Yes, that you have so much information and thoughts that it's continuously moving, continuously moving. You do not really get a chance to give a single thought, a proper thought. Um, and you're constantly moving alongside with things that 
it's kind of hard to build yourself and form yourself with all these you know views and information without properly being able to understand what that means to you and who that mm. makes who you are mm. and you know that makes how you react and you know reflect yourselves not just to your parents but to yourself and other people around you you know a little bit more shallow you might not understand yourself in that matter that makes a lot of sense i mean when you think about who you are especially as a young person i feel like it's hard to it's hard to just take a minute because like you said there's a lot of stuff being pumped at us you know when you're on social media or anywhere like there's always something to look at always something to numb your mind and i'm i'm a victim to that i i need i need a distraction constantly like if i'm eating i'm watching netflix if i'm you know uh, sometimes if i'm working i have to have something in the background whether that's music or a video playing um, I, I could blame the ADHD, but at the same time, even if I'm doing nothing, I still want something to be, you know, distracting me because I don't want to even think. I don't. I just want to be brain dead, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I haven't really thought about who I am and and really dug deep into that in a really really long time, because of all these distractions. Yeah, we lack a lot of time of actually understanding where we are in our present environment, how we feel in a present environment. Uh, we end up looking at a photo and reminiscing about how you feel previously, but really when you're in that moment, you're not necessarily thinking about how you feel in that moment. And that's okay. Not always should you be sitting there in deep thought about what's going on around me and maybe induce an existential crisis to yourself. <laughs> but I do really think it's important for people to be present in the moment, understand what they're going through and what it really means to them. And I think we really lack that amongst uh, younger people right now. Have you, sorry, yes, Rashmiji, go ahead. No, go ahead. Have you ever read The Power of Now? I have not, no. Oh my goodness. All right. Uh, definitely put that on your list. I, I read like a quarter. I'm not a big reader. I, I don't have the attention span. Um, but when I read, I will read like half the book, right? Um, and the power of now is exactly that. It is living in the present. It is not dwelling on the past, not remembering the good times of the past. It is like, no, we are going to live life for what it is right now. If you're going through a breakup, if you're going through a situation, you don't necessarily remember the bad times. You miss that person for the good times. And they teach you how to really disassociate your mind from your thoughts, you know, because yeah. your mind takes complete control of everything that you do and it'll control what you think. And the way that it works is like, yes, you say you go through a breakup or something like that, something very traumatic. It'll be pumping all these good memories at you. Hey, feel this five seconds of bliss. Hey, remember this good thing that happened? And you will feel so good. Like you'll be like, oh my God, I remember. And then reality sinks in and you are like, your heart is throbbing. You are so upset because it's not here anymore. That is not a way to live because you are stuck in the moments that will never happen again. You are stuck in these, this time that, you know, you, you can't go back and you're not remembering the bad stuff. You're literally just remembering the good stuff, but you need to be right here in the present. What can you do now to make it better? You know, what are you feeling right now? Just embrace it. Embrace these horrible, sad feelings. But don't let your mind take you back to those good times because when you come back, it's going to be 10 times worse. You know, because yeah. now you're constantly being taken back, taken back, taken back. But the power of now teaches you how to really just let go, how to really just live in the present and not be consumed by all of these like euph euphoric memories or this like, you know, five seconds of bliss and then boom, you're back and it's worse. So in other words, to de-stress yourself, really, you need to live in the present. Is that one of the ways? 
Yes, I think it is one of the ways. At the end of the day, when we say earlier, and I said, and I said balance is really mm. the key, mm. think about literally a balancing scale. And you're putting all of this content in, you're putting all of this information, knowledge, everything, but you're letting go of nothing. One side is going to be a lot more dense than the mm. other. Just because you're not letting go of all these things and you're keeping it inside you. Where do they go? I know our body is oh so big, but th it's somewhere. That mm. energy is being stored somewhere. Our head can only hold a brain with so many thoughts. Um, all of this energy is being stored somewhere at the end of the day within your body. Right. And then you'll see that stress, whether if that stress is stored in your brain and now you're having anxiety issues or you're having maybe some feelings of helplessness or hopelessness, or the stress will store itself in your back and now you have chronic back issues or maybe you're, you know, you're having some sort of other physical reaction because these stresses can be shown in all of these different ways. It's, it's not something that's necessarily, you know, you can spot it right away. Oh, that's, that's stress. Um, you know, it's, it's often, you know, something that's mixed alongside all these other things. And I think letting go is as important as being in the present. It's very difficult to let go. It's very easy to say let go. But what do you let go? So there has to be a priority list then in that case. What do you let go? Yeah. No, I think um, when we were speaking about judgments earlier, yes. I think it's letting go judgments of previous things because that what makes up your fear yeah and these fears and these thoughts um will bound you they're your own limits so as you let go you just allow yourself to be a little bit more free within this world you allow yourself to experience more things that vulnerability um realistically is what helps you grow uh more and more uh letting go of these fears and judgments i would say is is some of the most important things your own judgment and fear of your own failure uh that you've you know Everyone fails, and it's okay to fail. It's about what do you do from that failure? How do you move on from it? Very so, beautifully said. So moving on from your failures, you're very young to even talk about failures, you know? So where is that coming from? I mean, I don't know much necessarily about failure, but I look at my family, right? And I look at my family, and we're a very successful, loving, you know, great family, but my whole family dealt with stress, yes. uh, even when they did not know. When you yes. when you move across the country, when you have you know childbirth, I yeah. will never I'm at, I can never feel that. But that in itself is stress. Like these are different different things, and I see the way that they've managed their stress. Mm. Uh, my dad, when I was in elementary school and high school, and, and I used to get bad grades, he used to say, you know, I used to get bad grades too. I just got up and continued to do it the next day. I never, I used to sit there beating myself up about having, you know, maybe a certain mark on a thing. And he would just be like, what good does that do you? What good does this really give you? What do you truly care about in this moment? Do you care about the fact that you got a bad grade or about the fact that you didn't be able, you weren't able to represent your actual, you know, what you've been learned or maybe you didn't learn enough. Like maybe that's the real failure here is you didn't do what you really wanted to do out of this. It was learning. You didn't do this for the exam mark. You did it to learn something at the end of the day. So get up and move towards that. Sitting here and dwelling on your failures isn't going to do much for you. Mm. Wow. And that must have like really encouraged you to do better, right? It definitely did. And it's, it's something that wasn't an immediate thing. It's something that still to yes. this day, I'm still learning at 23, um, you know, when I make mistakes or uh, when I fall back down and things don't come as easy to me, it's about figuring out a way to move forward. And I see, I'm like, where is my father pulling his motivation and his drive from? And it's all from within you know, it's about, you know, what he wants and he's pulling that from within. And unfortunately, we don't go within as often enough as a younger generation that we don't have that energy to pull from. And even just to go back a little bit to talk about how he encouraged you when you, you know, weren't getting good grades. 
a lot of people have the opposite. You get bad grades and you get scolded at. You are getting yelled at. You need to do better. You you need to really pay attention. You need to start studying. Whereas your dad understood how much you were already hurting by it. And he wanted to encourage you to do better rather than just scream at you to do better. I, I would get screamed at sometimes, you know, maybe if it was my mom, maybe it wasn't. Um, but that did not make me want to do better. Yeah. No, I feel you. And it was definitely a growing process for them. I, I know as a fact that that wasn't their first reaction to me not doing well. <laughs> uh, but I think they realized that by giving those same, you know, reactions that you just stated, uh, wasn't also getting the same, wasn't getting the results of any better marks either. So yeah. they were able to pick that up uh, relatively early and understand that, you know, fighting fire or this, you know, fire that you're feeling with more fire might not help with the situation. There, there are children that do try very hard and yet are not able to pull what their parents want. That's where depression then sets in because they know that they are not going to be able to satisfy their parents as far as their aspiration goes for them. And deep down, they are very aware of that. But why are they so scared of bringing it up to their parents? Their parents have never said to them, don't come to us if you are feeling helpless. Is that something that kids just inherently learn? No. Uh, I feel like I, I speak for myself when I say that I think that I'm very aware that my parents are very, very helpful to me and I could come to them with anything. But yet still, I'm nervous because of my, my desire to yeah. make them happy. I think that that comes from the fact that they actually truly were able to show me so much love where I'm not wanting to do any of this stuff to be like, look, you wanted me to get this degree or these marks? Here, happy I got it, done. Yeah. Happy now, is this done now? Are we done with this exchange? Right. Right. But instead, because they were able to truly instill that love and value within me that I have such this you know, high standard that I want to be able to show them um, that I've done great. I think also because parents, they usually a parent tries their best to not show uh, when they aren't able to maybe make ends meet or whatever to their yeah. child. They're trying to give their child the best way and fortune of themselves yeah. so that they can have their child be the best version of themselves. And that's what we learn, you know. Or our parents are hiding from us. We can, you know, hide ourselves from them as well and just yeah. show our best best foot forward at all times. I was just asking Sudhir a very silly question this, this afternoon. When we go for lunch, uh, on our way to grabbing lunch and coming back, I throw some questions at him. So... Did you, did I ever, how did you, how did you know about money situation at home? Did I ever talk to you about money? Mm. Did I ever say to you that we don't have enough money? He said, no, you and I never talked about money. So how did you know whether we had or we didn't? How did you know whether you can ask for something or not? Yeah. You never did. She said, I could see. So kids... Kids notice more than parents know that they do. I agree, you know, but I also want to talk about going to parents and whether you feel safe. Yeah. I think when you are young and you go through these little things like, oh, you know, I got into a fight with a cousin or, yeah. you know, I hurt myself. Oh, I'm sad. It's never, why are you sad? Why are you crying? You know, like, like let's talk about it. It's stop crying. Stop. Don't make a scene. Stop it. Go. Always. Always. You know? So you don't feel comfortable doing it when you're older. So as of now, for all my little cousins, yes. I always go like, what's wrong? Are you yeah. okay? Like, 
Like, why are you crying? Come here. Do you want a hug? Yeah. Consent. You know, consent and asking why. You know, like, I want to know. I care about you. There's a big, unfortunate amount of victim blaming that occurs within our culture um, because you don't want to deal with maybe the consequences of having to go and deal with someone else or what someone else did. It's easier to just go to your child and be like, what you did is wrong and how to not put yourself in this situation. Yes. Even though what they did may have been wrong, yes. you put yourself in a situation to be wronged, yes. which unfortunately <laughs> goes over and you don't end up focusing on what really is important in that moment at all. Uh, but instead scolding your child for putting themselves in a situation that they somehow got wrong <laughs> it wor and even how you said kids understand more than you think yes in those kind of situations they are absorbing that they're yes. oh you know what you know so mom says it's supposed to be like this okay now i can't talk about my feelings like this now i can't confront someone for making me feel bad now i you know like we, we are literally like kids are sponges we are teaching them so many things without even knowing we're putting our own opinions and our own um actions that you know we are too afraid to do in them because we don't want them to make the mistakes we don't want them to look like the bad kid we don't want them to be the brats the naughty kid the one that always cries the one that's making a scene the one that has a temper tantrum right when in reality they just have all these emotions and all these feelings that they're trying to get out and this is the only way that they know how yeah suppressing it won't do really much for anyone and kids are the honest ones they're the most honest ones they will tell you how they see it exactly what they see and how they see it. they'll be honest about it they won't really make it anything but blunt in many ways okay you know what i've I was so engrossed in your conversation that I forgot <laughs> to take a commercial break. Can I quickly take one and come back? Yes. Uh, we are talking to Maya and Om about stress. Let's come back and uh, we'll take a commercial break later on. How about that? <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah. Um, I went three times and then came to, you know, talk show again. Yeah, I mean, maybe it just doesn't want to play commercials today. Maybe it's like, oh my god, Om and Maya are talking about some crazy stuff. Like, we just need to keep talking. I think it might, the computer might be a little stressed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it had the little wheel of horror going, the little <laughs> rainbow wheel. <laughs> the beach ball going on, hey? Yes, okay, yes. Okay, all right. Um, so, uh, well, you know, you guys have been talking about so many different things. And uh, from your conversation... From Maya, you're so animated. I, I do see that while you're talking about all that, I can feel that you're back there at that age. Yes. When you're talking about <laughs> because the look on your face is such, right? And and for you, uh, Om, I can I can feel that you know you're you're controlling yourself. You are you are you're presenting yourself in the program. I wish we had cameras here. <laughs> So that everybody could see. I'm new to this, okay? <laughs> <laughs> the demeanor that both of you have. Um, I find that very interesting. But here is the question that I, I felt that we haven't um, at all brought in in today's program. If people feel stressed, um, what is the best way for them, or where can they go and talk? If they cannot... Uh, communicate with their parents or somebody at home what is the best way for a child because parents also tell their children you know so can you can you uh, 
Yeah, I mean, about that? definitely. I think that when, when you're dealing with these types of stresses, it's important to have these outlets. So you know, first things first, I mean, I, we're going to have a whole episode on itself, another episode on mindfulness and meditation, because that's something that with yourself, you can actually be able to help yourself more than anyone. Um, and then beyond that, I would suggest um, things like going to counseling or going to therapy so that you might not have, you know, certainly putting all of your burden on certain one of your friends that, you know, you have great friends that you can speak to, I hope, and, you know, have these conversations about your stress, but having a specific counselor or, or a therapist really can actually help mitigate what's going on uh, with you. And at the end of the day, then I think it's putting yourself in situations which can alleviate that stress through forms of talking, through forms of activity, through event. Um, that's what I find is something that really helps with managing stress right now. There's lots of places around the city I feel like you can consider. Other than the obvious, please go to a park, go to a beach, you know, go to a body water, enjoy yourself in those places, go bike by the seawall. But I think there's like little random places you can attempt to go and, and get some stress relief. One place I was uh, reading about that I haven't yet tried, but I'm going to very soon is the Rage Room. Have you guys ever heard of the Rage Room? Yes. yes. Exactly. <laughs> no, I had a friend. They were very, very upset. They were frustrated. They had quite a bit of angry energy pent up inside of them and they didn't know what to do with it they, they didn't have necessarily an outlet for that and they came back from the rage room and they told me how amazing it felt that they literally cried at the end of it because they were able to smash these items and get that frustration and energy that was stored inside them out you know the the another thing that is very important and i think as a young child and growing up in east africa I had heard about this and my parents encouraged us to do that and that was to hug a tree. Yes. Hug a tree and cry if you need to. Yeah. Or just get angry. But the tree takes it all. Yeah. And the tree's old. The yeah. trees mm -hmm. are like hundreds and hundreds of years old. It can absorb it. Mm -hmm. It's got roots that dig all the way into the ground. The trees will take it all you in. You can hug and talk. I was hugging and talking a tree last week actually. Um, I, I love doing it. It's, an, it's amazing. They're, they're one of the greatest listeners you could ever happen. Yeah. So They're very grounded, very down to earth. Down to earth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so stress, let's just give a little pointer about that. So if you really are feeling stressed, the very first and foremost thing I personally would want people to do, and I want you both to give a suggestion as well, and that is um, take yourself out of the situation that you are in, go somewhere, sit down for a few minutes, and be by yourself yeah and just go deep into yourself to see where you are what is bothering you mm -hmm. and try to deal with it and if it doesn't help then you follow the other yeah. suggestions that we are about to give you and i think that if you're really stressed maybe from thinking about the same thing over and over again because i know as an overthinker that happens to me sometimes uh, is in that environment that you're in whichever it is or whichever environment that you move to is focus on your senses yes focus on the smell focus on the touch uh, you know, whatever else around you, you know, the sights, the sounds that you're hearing, um, what that is around you and what that means to you. Alleviate the past, the future, take that all away solely within the present. Uh, you know, have, feel your feet on the ground. I know that sounds very, very um, cliche about, you know, feeling the grass or the sand between your toes, but you'd be surprised on, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason at the end of the day. You know, I have a couple things to add. So I want to touch back on counseling therapy. Um, if you are in college, especially here, a lot of schools provide it for free. I didn't know that until recently. So I had gone through years of school and I had paid for a counselor. 
but I didn't know that schools actually provide them. And I found an amazing one through BCIT, and mm-hmm. I, and I like I helped me with so much mm-hmm. things that I didn't even know I needed help with. It's just someone to talk to with a non non biased opinion, and like just pure love and wants you to be better. You know, and yes, you can talk to friends. But that is what your friendship ends up becoming. Yeah. It ends up putting that strain on the friend. The friend's not going to want to pick up your calls anymore as much because they know it's going to be a lot. You're going to be a lot, you know. Um, and I have I have friends that are like that. Mm. And, you know, I love them and I want them to be better. But sometimes it's too much to pick mm. up that phone and listen to them for two hours, you know. So counseling is definitely the way to go. Um, a psychologist once said that make sure if you are feeling stressed out or you're anxious, look at five five things you can see, five things you can feel, five things you can smell, five things you can, um, I don't remember what the other one was. Uh, there are more, like mm-hmm. all of your senses, yeah, engage yeah. your Fire, senses. Fear, touch. Yeah, and um, if you could do that in one room and you're just like looking around, you're like, okay, what are five things I can touch right now? What are five things that I can taste right now? What are, you know, and it takes you away from what you're thinking about and really puts you in the moment. And it really puts you like, oh, oh, I didn't notice that about this room. Oh, oh, I never, like, you know, oh, wow, I didn't realize, like, the ground feels like that. So, you know, your mind gets taken and you really come into the present. Once again, we're talking about being in the present, Mm -hmm. right? I feel like that's what our conversation just keep coming to. Because I feel like that is one of the things that can really help you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think that even suggesting, I would suggest engaging in some sort of creative activity. Right. Colors uh, can really help, you know, flow you into an area where you're not feeling as stressed. Um, you know, whether that's playing, you know, you can draw, you can write using a musical instrument, painting, all these different things can really help uh, relieving your stress in a given moment. Thank you so very much, both of you, for opening up and talking about your feelings and also, you know, uh, putting a, 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 what do you call it, a pinpointing a light at the topic, which mm. which is which is so close to our heart, to, to each one of us. in many different ways and we hope to see you again next month yes i will be here first thursday of the month yes you'll hear me right here two to three (laughs) (laughs) uh thank you om and thank you maya for spending your time with us today Uh, and you'll be with uh, dj flight right now yes i will and tomorrow we've got pankaj coming into the program stay tuned for the drive home grind with dj flight and maya right here on spice radio and your requests with nutan on radio remchim